Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Bored in the USA in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. Have you heard of this? Have you? Ha, I, I doubt it. You know, I I wouldn't. I would have no idea that this movie existed. Uh, unfortunately, but, uh, you know, without uh, special uh, consideration. And what I mean by that is, about a month ago, a little over a month ago, uh, and I'm sorry it's taken so long. Uh, the director of Board in the USA, which is uh, on Letterboxd, a 2018 film, uh, 2018 film everywhere. Uh, contacted me, emailed me, Mike Finazzo. Uh, he's a micro-budget filmmaker from Baltimore. And his latest movie is Bored in the USA. It's a dramedy. It's on Amazon Prime free, if you have Prime. Uh, I think it's other places uh, as well. I think Vimeo. Vimeo. And it's... Uh, Basically, reaching out to say this is my movie. If you want, if you want, it'd be nice to you know have you talk about it. And I am very open to these types of suggestions. I've done it a couple of times with uh, Cody Clark and his movies. And so I told him a month ago uh, that I would be happy to to take <laughs> to watch his movie and share some of my thoughts on it somehow. And. For whatever reason, uh, sometimes it was uh, inconvenience uh, with with what was coming out at the time and and the episodes that I needed to put out, and other times it was just uh, a slip of the mind. You know, after it had been a week or two, you know, I I thought of his movie a little too late uh, to to put out the episode on time. So finally, finally, I am I am recording and releasing an episode on this movie, and. You know, it's it's gonna be an it's gonna be an interesting thing. Uh, you know, I watched the movie yesterday. Uh, it's fairly short. It's a fairly easy watch, and I haven't I didn't I haven't really gone out of my way to to think about it to really formulate an opinion. So this is a little little off the cuff here. Uh, as if, I I feel like if you've listened to this this show for a while, you kind of understand that that's mostly how I review things is. I just let it let it come out and and see where that takes me, um, and and so that's kind of that's what we're gonna do with board in the USA. So, uh, Mike Finazzo is the director. He also wrote the film, and pretty much, it's kind of a two-hander. It really only stars uh, Kelly Lloyd, and make sure I get this right, and Chris Milner. Uh, there are a couple of other cast members, and uh, the only other person listed on IMDb is Brian Preston, but Kelly and Chris are almost, you know, the only characters that, that truly matter in the movie. Uh, they're, they're playing characters named Kelly and Chris. Very easy uh, for me <laughs> to talk about them. And the general idea here is that Kelly is a wife who is bored. Um, I believe she is a housewife. She does not work. 
she she her husband who I think is the Mike character uh, which now that I'm thinking about it could be the director uh, the cast list does not specify but uh, her husband is Mike if I'm remembering correctly uh, he's kind of, we, we get this opening scene of the two of them having sex in the bathroom and that one scene uh, kind of tells you everything you need to know about the relationship it's it's not it's not awful like you know I've, I've certainly seen worse relationships depicted in movies but you can definitely tell there's this underlying unease there's this underlying uh dis- displacement of their lives where you know kelly despite you know being in the middle of of sex is i don't know she, she's just not her head is not in it she's complaining about not only the location that they're having the sex but rather than being focused on the pleasure that she may not be feeling actually you know her eyes are looking everywhere else she's looking at the bathroom sink she's looking at you know this thing and that thing and this thing and that thing and she's you know her mind is elsewhere she's reminding mike about uh you know this thing that just happened that like bothered her and like why don't you do this why don't you do this so she is totally not not in this and meanwhile mike is just kind of just just trying to do the sex he, he's you know grunting in his responses like why are we talking about this while we're having sex and so we we really for kelly we do start out in a place of like okay she's clearly something's wrong uh with her relationship and she needs i i for me i, I get the impression that the opening scene is a statement saying okay we got to find something for kelly kelly needs to change something she needs to to find a new kind of joy in life uh she needs to find a, a way to i don't know just just be happy be content be be peace at peace and and it seems like she's just kind of bored you know she's just very bored um in her relationship so that's where we start off with kelly but there's chris's whole side of things and chris and Kelly are separate to start this movie. Uh, Chris is foreign. He is a Londoner who, you know, is is kind of in this weird transitional place. You know, he is moving around. I think there's a point where they show, uh, like, his Facebook status. And it was like, hello, Baltimore. Goodbye, Baltimore. You know, he's on the move. Uh, we originally see him uh, with a friend who, you know, they share a smoke in his car, and his, you know, he's in this very different place in his life than than Kelly is. You know, he's not married. He's not really, from from what I've seen, at least, he's not. He doesn't really have anything going on. It, it's it's very aimless. And the the kind of crux of things is that ultimately, as as the movie kind of unfolds, the 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 thin thread of of a plot between the two of them is that you know Chris is trying to sell his laptop before he leaves, 
And a friend of his had said that he would show up and, you know, give him the money, yada, yada, yada. And he gets lost, you know, gets confused, get, doesn't, doesn't show up on time. And they end up, you know, he ends up being meeting Kelly at the place that he's been waiting. And one thing kind of leads to another. Which, I say that, and, and here's kind of my, my first question uh, about this movie is that we get to see, you know, Chris, he's selling, he's getting rid of all his stuff, he's moving, he's got a guy who's going to buy his laptop, and meanwhile, Kelly, we see, there's a scene of her uh, in bed on her laptop, her laptop, uh, on Chris's, like, Facebook page, and we see the, you know, hello, Baltimore, goodbye, Baltimore, but we, we never see, uh, the, the next shot is of Chris in this coffee place, and then Kelly shows up to, you know, it's un, a little unclear, I don't know if she just happened to go into this coffee place to get coffee, and he was there, or he knew she would go to the coffee place, and so that's where he chose to wait with the laptop, or she knew that's where he was going with the laptop, and that's why, you know, she chose to get coffee there. That part is a little fuzzy, but suffice to say, they, they meet up, and they just, you know, there's these, it, it, it kind of speaks to this this lingering relationship that I think people have, you know. There's going to be people that you interact with, that you pass by in your life, that Maybe you only see them a couple of times, but, you know, they, they, there's, there's just a good vibe. There's a good feeling there between the two of you. And it doesn't always lead to more. It doesn't always even make you think it should lead to more or, you know, whether more means friends, whether more means, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, partners, you know, marriage, whatever. I don't know, there's always those, like, missed relationships. And we get the sense that, like, that's kind of what they, these two had. And, you know, the, the time when they met, you know, Kelly was already involved with, with Mike. And so this is, I don't know, the, the interesting aspect of this is you would, in, in a lot of movies where you would bring up this old sort of rekindle this fire, as it were, the end goal would be to, you know, play it up for drama play this new burgeoning relationship against the old kind of rusty boring relationship and try to sort of come to terms with Kelly's you know who she is now and what she wants and Board in the USA doesn't do that it it, it actually specifically avoids really uh, comparing Chris and Mike against each other because Mike doesn't really enter the picture and by giving Chris this sort of hard out of he's taking a plane flight or taking a flight that night uh, he's taking or he's leaving that night he's taking a red eye you know there's there's it's a little it's a little before sunrise in that sense where you know you have this hard deadline and you know you, you just make the best of the time you have and I don't think, and I don't even get the vibe of, you know, this is something sexual. I don't get the vibe that, you know, man, this is, 
This is just a day of a relationship that I never got to have. This is a day of, of a situation that, you know, I, I couldn't, couldn't, couldn't be in. Uh, I think it's more that Kelly and Chris are both in these weird kind of states in their lives where having a close friend, having someone you know, to just be happy with, to be, to enjoy being with that, that joy, to be content, to be peaceful with, that is, that is so important, that means so much, that, that is such a big relief, and I get that, I, I, I get that so much, I think, you know, I've kind of gone through periods in my own life where, uh, you know, at some, sometimes things did get feel a little complacent, sometimes things did feel a little stationary, and other times they felt kind of wild and crazy. And when I'm complacent, when I, when I feel that kind of everything settling and, and sitting still, you do want a little more wildness in your life. And on the other side, when you when things are really wild, when things are you know up and down, up and down, up and down, you kind of yearn for that sort of complacency and, and stillness. And so... You know, you know, you 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 cling to anything that can kind of bring you those alternatives, and I think that's what we're being shown here with Kelly and Chris. You know, they're in that. You know, he he's kind of in this position of you know, okay, I'm I'm leaving. You know, things didn't work out here for whatever reason, and all of a sudden, you know, Kelly shows up and. I like the scene. Uh, again, you know, explanation, question mark. But I like the scene where Kelly and Chris see each other for the first time. You know, you do get that vibe like, is that, oh, it is, it's, oh my gosh, that is, oh wow. And, you know, it's like seeing her, first it's like, that's who I think it is. And then it's like, oh man, I remember, you can kind of feel the, the, memories coming back to Chris and his face and you know a great job from Chris there uh, to kind of be able to show that because that's it's not easy to do and similarly from Kelly's side you know she notices him and you get this like oh man is this you know it's a thought for her like she's clearly been thinking about it already having looked him up on Facebook but maybe you know, now now that she's actually there, now that she's actually, he's in front of her, it's a little like, oh man, am I really, are we really gonna like, it's him, you know, it's been so long, it's, you know, finally we're seeing each other again. And so I, I like that moment, and it it's all done, you know, without dialogue, and it's very simple, it's very straightforward, and understated, and it is the launching pad for everything that, come next, that comes next. And that's, so, you know, we're only about 15 minutes into the movie when the two of them meet. I said the movie's fairly short. It's just under, you know, 80 minutes long. So very, very short. But the rest of the movie, maybe an hour or so left, is kind of just the two of them going through a day. Very before sunrise. And just kind of experiencing this this happiness with each other. Just kind of enjoying the the feeling of 
having this close proximity to somebody who is a little new, is fresh uh, after have you know so long without that person, uh, somebody you had a good rapport with, a good a good vibe with, however many years ago, and now they're kind of back, and you kind of just pick up right where you left off, you know, and and I I like what what Mike. What Mike Panazzo, the, the director, what he's doing here is just kind of showing the simplicity of, of things. You know, there's a line uttered in the movie, and, and it's in the synopsis as well, that goes, uh, life is simpler in black and white. The movie is shot in black and white. And I, I, I agree with that. I think there's this inherent sort of... Um, old timiness to to black and white and you you can't really escape it you know black and white movies black and white images are so ingrained to be you know this is old this is very stylist stylistic this is uh you know this is from the 30s or the 40s this is you know you, you just your your brain automatically associates those things and when you see a black and white movie that was made in the last 10 20 years like born in usa like the artist and and others it just it does something that you you can't even stop yourself from from feeling you cannot prevent uh your mind taking you into the past when you see the black and white imagery when you see thing you know the shading and and the grays and the, the cinematography that comes along with black and white movies and to say that it's, you know, simpler, you know, that that can be interpreted a lot of different ways. One, you know, just the color palette. It's much more straightforward. Everything is is very there. On the other hand, though, it it I think and and maybe this isn't it's the true of everyone, but you know, as someone who's seen a ton of movies and a lot of them have been black and white, I'm very familiar with the idea that black and white movies being older movies are generally far less complicated they're generally more straightforward they're generally uh, more obvious in what they're doing and that doesn't really have anything to do with the color scale of the Im- of the movies more so just that you know 80 years ago they weren't you kind of got this feeling that that writers and, and filmmakers weren't really as forgiving and trusting in their audiences as they are now as they as they feel they can be now you know something like arrival or you know a lot of the big heady sci-fi movies um you know a lot of the very twisty turny dramas you know a lot of scorsese stuff doesn't just a lot of his more recent stuff at least uh, doesn't feel like it could have been made back in the 30s and 40s you know special effects aside you know, it just it's just so much to take in it's just so much to sort of feel and i think when you look at older movies that kind of missed their time and weren't respected for for years after i think a lot of the times it's those types of movies it's the ones that are a little headier the ones that are a little more complex that you know like a citizen kane certainly you know got a lot of respect when it came out but it wasn't the best movie ever made by, you know, considered that by so many people. Uh, you know, Hitchcock's stuff also, you know, seemed to be very 
some of the, you know, like Vertigo, which is, again, one of the best films ever made, if you ask a lot of people, wasn't given as much respect back then. And so, you know, by, by setting, by kind of shifting your mindset back to that time uh, through the use of the black and white images, you're kind of in this, okay, this is just going to be really straightforward. This is going to be really simple. They're going to meet. They're going to have fun. They're going to be friends. They're going to have a nice time. And and then it's just going to, you know, we know that the, the le- you know, Chris leaving is coming. And, and then it's just going to kind of revert back to where it was. And so the onus is on on the director to and writer to do a couple of things that subvert that. And I think that this this happens. I think Board in the USA does succeed in subverting that simplistic thought because it's a little more than that. It, it's it's always a little more than that. This this dynamic between Chris and Kelly develops. And you see them, you know, they go to see a movie, uh, you know, they go, they, they just, they have fun together. She shows him this uh, back alley that has all this uh, street art on it. And it's her, like, private place, and she's sharing that with him. You know, they just, they sit in the car together, and... and it's odd because, you know, she's clearly, you know, the, the point of her character is like she's kind of bored with where she's at. And then she meet, she's with Chris and suddenly being boring, quote unquote, you know, just sitting still and, and doing nothing is suddenly okay. And, and I find that, you know, I think that's a really fascinating direction to push. And it shows a lot about who these people are and what they can do and the the sort of eccentricities of, of, of human beings in that, you know, you can spend, I don't know, 20 years and, and hate doing X. And then you meet the right person, friend, relative, companion, partner, whatever they may be kid who knows and all of a sudden x is extremely fun and enjoyable and i i just think that's such a fascinating concept and it really challenges the way you have to approach the world i in my opinion because you know i'm you know to kind of compare that to something in me you know, I, I'm a dog person. Okay, I, I've been a dog person my whole life. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, I had a dog growing up named Linus, who was this nice old German Shepherd, who was older than I was. Uh, he passed uh, when I was about nine or ten. A couple years later, after begging and begging and begging and pleading and pleading and pleading and writing and writing and writing to Santa for a new puppy, uh, we got one. Uh, kind of uh, by happenstance that showed up in the middle of a snowstorm we adopted her and we had sandy for um seven years i want to say uh before she passed and i just i love dogs i think dogs are great i i think they're so much fun they they give and give and give and they love and love and love and i think that 
is is the most amazing thing ever. And so I'm not not I'm not anti-cat, right? I, I don't hate cats. I'm not I don't dislike cats. I've not there's nothing wrong with cats. I'm just not a cat person by nature. I don't I don't go out of my way to to find cats. You know, if I see a dog, oh my goodness, I want to go pet the dog. But if I see a cat, yeah, you know, if it comes up to me, fine. I don't not going to make a special um, trip out to see this cat. And so, eventually, you know, I got to a point uh, fairly recently uh, where cats are great. You know, and and I guess in this instance, it's not to say that like another human person was the reason why, you know, my opinion on cats has changed or re- perhaps it was just revealed. I don't know. But it's 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 remarkable how, you know, I can spend so much time like I'm not going to have cats. I'm just I'm a dog person. I'm, you know, I have a house. I have kids or whatever the family, you know, I'll have dogs. And now it's like, no, I want both. Now I want cats and I want dogs and this and that and the other. And, you know, I, I think it's it's this it's this ability to open your mind to possibilities. And I, I've heard that phrase a lot and it seems to be so simple. Everyone makes that out to be just open your mind to the possibility, you know, just whether that's you know cats and dogs whether that's you know just 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 try dunking your oreo in milk and i'm like no but just just open your mind to the possibility of it uh you know whether that's food uh you know whether that's types of movies you know open your mind to the possibility of this small indie film open your mind to the possibility of like horror films being good to being to being critically acclaimed to being you know open your mind to this and this and this and this and, you know, everyone who says it makes it seem so easy. And it just, it's always a little harder than you expect it to be. But it's not, you know, it's not climbing a mountain. You can, it's just, I don't know, it's just like kind of seizing the day almost. If you try too hard, it won't happen. But if you just let it come to you, if you just let it fester, if you just let it exist, I think eventually, you know, it'll come organically and I think <clears throat> board in board in the USA gives us this this kind of quaint organic relationship between Kelly and Chris that develops over the course of the movie and we get to the end and And I like the ending. I'm not going to give away the ending. I'm not going to reveal much about the ending. But I will say the ending gives us a lot of what we got if you've seen, you know, the Before trilogy. Um, I think it's the second. Before Sunset is the one where Ethan Hawke goes to Julie Delpy's house and she's like, you're going to miss that train or whatever, which is a great scene great moment and there's a similar element to the ending in board in the usa it's i think it's very hopeful for the character and we the ending kind of proves that this is more of kelly's movie than it is chris's and the ending is very hopeful for kelly not because you know she's with you know she's you know spending this time with chris but just for her 
herself. Just for who she is and, and what that day meant to her and how that changed what she thinks. I, I think that, you know, her placement in life and, and in the movie at the end of it is hopeful. And I think that's commendable. And I think that's a, a, it's a small thing. You know, it's a very small, small, low stakes movie. And it pays off those low stakes by a very small contained ending that suits it very well. So all in all, in all, all told, you know, kind of wrap this up here. Born in the USA, hardly, you know, no, no blockbuster, no action, none of that kind of stuff. It's not even, I wouldn't even say it's high drama. It's very low drama. It's very, you know, dramedy. And it's just kind of a, a sort of casual walk through these characters as they interact with each other. And there's not much else to it. Uh, and I think that it's not, you know, I, I'm, I'm not looking at it as, you know, a Citizen Kane type of a movie, but, you know, in this indie genre where, you know, you've got your mumble cores and you've got your improvs and you've got your very low, small stakes stuff, your Francis Haas and, and so on and so forth, it, it, it definitely has a home in that area. It definitely feels like a movie that, you know, stands side by side against some of those others, and, you know, it stands, like, it's not cowering against these other, you know, more, more recognizable, more well-known indie films, it's standing there, you know, and doing its thing, it's, it's got its own agenda, and it doesn't really need to appeal to what these other movies have, have done, and so to that end, I think it, it does a good job, I think it's, worth checking out i think you'll get you know 20 minutes in and that's kind of the the where the movie is headed you'll kind of have a feel for it by then but it's very short it's very easy to watch and you know relying on uh kelly lloyd and chris milner i think the movie has a very stable and sturdy base for its two characters you know and, and the, the journey that they go on. So, you know, I, I'd say give it a look. Free on Amazon Prime. I think you can potentially find it on Vimeo as well. Uh, or you can go to boardintheusafilm.com and that has the trailer. It has other stuff on it. You know, it's got... It's, in a, it's been an official selection at a handful of different film festivals. Um... You know, it's it's worth a check, worth a look, worth a look. Uh, so I so I gotta say thank you to Mike Minazzo for sharing this his movie with me, letting you know bringing it to my attention because I you know I don't know if I would have ever seen it if he hadn't said anything. And you know, there's no film that doesn't you know I, I think there's almost no films that can't give you something from watching them and this board in the USA certainly gave me something from watching it uh, so check it out let me know or let him know uh, wherever you watch it if you if you do 
Uh, so Bored in the USA, USA punctuated with periods uh, from 2018, directed by Mike Finazzo, starring Kelly Lloyd, Chris Milner, Brian Preston, among others. And that's it. That's it for today's episode. Next week. Okay, let me see here. Let me pull up the schedule. Or try to pull up the schedule. Maybe I can't. Where are all my files? Da, 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 da. Okay. Um, oh boy, I have to look at this. Uh, so next week, we are ending September. Uh, we will have Monday's episode as the last episode in September, and then we'll get into October. So with October comes the top 10 movies that I saw in September. We've got you know top 10 October-born actors. Those episodes are on the way, happening. We've got the 2010 Circle of Film Awards. It is going to happen. I need to get down and dirty and do that. Unfortunately, you know, I've been fairly sidetracked by uh, editing my book. I got second round edits back about a week and a half ago or so. And now I'm kind of deep into the throes of that. Additionally, uh, I don't know how much I've mentioned this back in the spring. But back in the spring, I ran uh, a season of Survivor the show but on discord for a handful of people from the fantasy movie league community and the second version of that is starting in about a week so that is going to occupy a ha- quite a bit of my time so my goal and this, and this is just my goal is to finish all the uh finish all the edits i need from this round uh before that starts uh, but, you know, who knows if that's going to be doable. There's quite a bit of stuff I got to do. Then I'm up. Then I've got to, you know, worry about that stuff. Try to do Circle Film Award stuff in the middle. And on top of that, you know, be releasing the episodes that I have to release on time. Additionally, so so we've got Top 10 September movies, top 10 October 1 actors, Circle Film Ward episode on the on the, on the way. On top of that, working. I, I mentioned this before, but working on the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe retrospective series. I don't know how many episodes it's going to end up being. Could be two, could be three. Uh, but myself and, and my partner Meg are work, uh, working toward being able to record those. Uh, I don't know if it'll happen this weekend kind of doubt it uh and i don't think it's going to happen next weekend so we're working on that we're getting uh, well maybe it could happen next weekend could we'll see working on that so so that is coming that will be it's on the docket it's on it's coming down um and then beyond that we've got the new movies coming out so i already saw abominable there may be an episode on abominable uh at astra i think i'm seeing at astra today there's a good chance there'll be an episode on Ad Astra. Then next week we've got Joker. Definitely going to be an episode on Joker. And, you know, keep keep going from there. You know, lots of lots of big movies coming out. We are hitting October. Uh, so big stuff is on the way. Ward's films are starting to release, starting to expand. And I'm excited for it. So that's kind of a general view of what's happening and what's to come. Uh, and uh, where we're headed. Thank you for listening. It does mean a lot. That is the most important thing. If you would like to find more episodes, 
circleoffilm.com has all of them in addition in addition to you know top 10 lists of previous top 10 monthly actors and so on and so forth you can also find uh, episodes on itunes or stitcher places where podcasts can be found you can get in touch with me uh on twitter at circle of film you can find me on letterboxd circle film or email circlefilm.com uh, at gmail.com if you have made uh you know, a micro-budget film, or any film, or if you worked on a film, I would love to see it, and and mention it, talk about it, something. If you would like to support the show, like it, rate it, review it, subscribe to it, or uh, just listen. That Again, that is that is the best thing you can do. Just listen. I, you know, I appreciate that so much. Uh, but if you are so inclined, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash circle of film for as little as eight cents an episode. Uh, which will give you early access to some of the episodes, and uh, there's you can spend a little more for other things too. Thank you for listening, and as always, have a week. So long, farewell. I'll be the same goodnight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell. I'll be the same adieu. Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever, only out of place. So long, farewell, oh, what I'll be to say. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.